Welcome to Fusion Live, a podcast ministry from young adults to young adults searching for people to connect with and a purpose to live out. We're coming to you from Christian Assembly Church in Eagle Rock, California, and we're excited that you've decided to take this journey with us. Welcome to Fusion Live. We are back for another episode of The Daily Bread. We will be diving into scripture. We're reading through 1 Peter, and we're on to chapter 2. And I'm I'm loving everything Peter is saying, everything he's teaching us. I love that he's really just calling us to live life to the fullest. And so if you haven't had the opportunity to read 1 Peter, I would encourage you to make some time to sit down and read it. But we will give you a chapter overview so you know what we're talking about today. We're in 1 Peter chapter 2. Hiro, can you just give us a breakdown for anyone who hasn't read it? What are we talking about in this chapter today? Yeah, absolutely. So we're continuing uh, Peter's letter uh, to the church. And um, if you were, if you listened to yesterday's episode, uh, Peter was talking a lot of great things, a lot of doctrine uh, about what it is to be a disciple in the kingdom. And here in chapter two, he pretty much just continues that um, where we're called to be a holy people. So the chapter pre- pretty much picks up with, with Peter just saying um, to put away all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy and envy and all slander. So pretty much just get rid ourselves of all the evil stuff. And then um, and he pretty much describes how we should take on the form of a newborn infant that long for that pure uh, spiritual milk and, and that it may grow us up into salvation. Um, so um so the analogy he's giving is kind of like when when a baby is born all the baby wants to do is just be fed and fed you know uh, drink milk and um and then eventually it'll grow up and then uh and in the same way we're kind of like that in our faith where we want to long for this for that pure spiritual milk and what is that that's that's god that's god's word for our lives and um and so when we've gotten a taste of the goodness of God, uh, Peter is saying we shall long for that um, like newborn infants. So that's kind of the analogy there. Um, and then also uh, another thing that uh, that Peter talks about in this chapter, he pretty much continues his letter by talking about how we we ourselves have became li- a, a living stone that's been rejected by man, but in the sight of God, we're, we're chosen and we're precious. So we ourselves, God is building us to be stones, uh, uh, to be built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priest. So that's what he describes us as. Um, and... And in the same way, it's it's almost like when Jesus was talking about how that the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. So, uh, so be, as a result of that, we are chosen by God. We're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, um, and that we may proclaim uh, God's truth and God's word um, and call people into the light. So, um, so this is just pretty much talking about our identity and who we are in Jesus and. Uh, that at one point before before redemption we were not we were not God's people, but now because we receive mercy and grace, we are now His people. So it's it's just something beautiful that we get to be a part of something now. Um, so then Peter continues on in the letter, uh, talking about how we should uh, uh, pretty much. He talks about like when we start to follow Jesus, like what that looks like in our day-to-day life. Now that we've received the identity of being a holy nation, okay, now what does this look like in the world? 
and he pretty much talks about in verse 13 he says be subject to the lord's sake to every human institution whether it's to the emperor as supreme or to governors um, that are sent by him to put to punish those who, who do evil and to praise those who do good um, so he says that this is the will of god that by us doing good the, by us doing right um, that we would put that we would silence the ignorance of foolish people um, and then in verse 16 he pretty much just calls us to this he says live as people who are free but not using our freedom as an excuse to do evil, but to live as servants of God um, and to honor everyone, to love people, to fear God and to honor uh, government authorities. Um, and the next thing he just talks about, he pretty much talks about uh, servants um, to be subject to their masters with all respect, um, not only to those who do good, but also to the unjust that uh, he talks about suffering in the kingdom, how Jesus models that for us, that um, Jesus, when he was oppressed, he he did not given to he did not give into sin he did not give into evil but um but he submitted to that so in the same way um when we experience suffering um whether uh whether if it's a suffering that we did on our own behalf or if it's a suffering that just happens to uh because life happens uh peter is calling us to be to be subject to that to 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 just submit to that and um and because christ modeled that for us and uh and then in verse 24, he just pretty much talks about the death and resurrection, how um, that Jesus bore our sins in his body on the tree, uh, that we may die to sin and to live in righteousness uh, by that, by his wounds, we've been healed. So because at one point we were like sheep that were straying away, but now we have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of our souls, which is Jesus Christ. So, um, so that's pretty much the end of first uh, Peter chapter two. There's so much good, yeah. deep truth and mm. there's so many words kind of and as you were going through the overview and sharing with us what the chapter is about but you know we see these words freedom and slavery and these these big big words and i and i just really appreciated during morning devotions when Bo was pointing out that like all of this was written long before slavery became a thing long before um, people understood freedom. So this invitation to be a bond servant to Christ, to be a, a, to choose to serve, to choose to be obedient, to come back under the protection and the care of a, of a loving father of Jesus. And, yeah. and so I just, in verse 16, when it says live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil, live as God's slaves you know, we can, people can read that and say like slaves, no, no one should be a slave and all the like get caught up or even the word freedom, like what they think freedom means. Mm -hmm. And so there's such an invitation in this chapter to understand that obedience leads to true freedom mm -hmm. and, and really challenging ourselves to not get caught up in what we think these words mean, but what was the invitation that was being that when I live in your ways, when I live with your boundaries, when I pursue to serve something bigger than myself, that I find what is true freedom. I find life to the fullest. And this whole chapter is sort of building up to, you know, what the good life can look like, what freedom, happiness, what a full life here on earth, serving a God who loves you, who protects you, who cares for you. And so it just, it's so hard when some of these words can kind of, we can get caught up on the word and what it means in 2021 versus the invitation of 
of a life that has boundaries and has oh, different aspects to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think oh, I think Lindsay what you said during Devos was so good and understanding that in this time when, you know, this word slave was written in scripture and talked about and even, you know, essentially practiced, it wasn't the same kind of slavery that we understand it to be today. And I think that was so key because um, we do get, you know, caught off guard or uncomfortable with certain words that are in scripture that are totally misused today. And what has done that sin has done that the fallen world we live in, unfortunately, has done that. And I think that's there's the connection to what it says in verse 16 live as free people but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil evil being the sin that we can so easily you know fall into um and i just i love that connection you know and and really hitting home on the fact that the word slave in this context um was before how it got totally changed and 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 tainted you know later on um yeah and how we understand the word slave to be today. And that's so important because of the way that we can go back to scripture and get to the root of like, what does this really mean? And how do I understand um, freedom in, you know, under Christ through obedience and being a bondservant to him and being able to like grasp the truth of scripture um, versus what the world tries to tell us today. And I think it's powerful. Absolutely. I just love, uh, I even love how we're, how the Bible even describes us as God's people like sheep, you know, because um, when you think of a shepherd and a sheep, like the sheep have to stay within a certain boundaries, within a certain realm of things. And um, it's kind of interesting because uh, I, I, I had studied a little bit about what shepherds do. And when a sheep would go straight away, what the what the shepherd would do is that he would actually, uh, if you guys remember the story of David and Goliath, how David had a slingshot and a rock, that was actually like a shepherd's like, uh, like that was like a shepherd's tool and what the shepherd would do is that um uh he would actually throw a rock like far enough so that the sheep like if it would wander away um he would actually like put it he would aim it so precise that it would land in front of the sheep and the sheep would know oh wait i'm going i'm going a little bit too far away i gotta i gotta back up a little bit and and in a way it's like um society society would teach us that uh Freedom, true freedom is like me, me, Hiro, like, you know, Menachi, Lindsay, like we can do whatever our bodies pleases. We can do whatever our hearts desire. But the reality is like um, true freedom is found within uh, through through obedience to Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's why I just love that. Like live as people who are free, um, living as servants of God. And uh, and I think one perfect example of how this even applies like uh, in our lives is like, for example, like. Uh, one thing that's very popular right now for for many people is like diet culture, like health and fitness, right? So people always think about like, uh, if we were to apply that concept of what true freedom would look like, well, what would happen if I could just eat whatever I want? Well, like you would probably run into health issues later down the road if you would just eat whatever you want. But the fact that like, um, if you put diet restrictions, if you're like, okay, I'm only going to eat this, this amount of food, it's like, yeah, you're restricting yourself. But in a way, it, that's what's healthy for you. That's actually what's best for you. So, um, so I just think of, I just think of like my faith in a way like that, like Jesus calls me to live a certain way. He calls me to be a holy priesthood. He calls me to, um, to love people, to honor people, to fear him, to honor, uh, government authorities. And, uh, in a way like, uh, if I wasn't a believer, these concepts would be like, no, I think I don't want to do those things. But the reality is like Jesus calls me to those things. And 
and true freedom is found in those things. Yeah. And I love in this chapter alone, I can see Peter trying to explain it to us in so many ways, so yeah. many imageries like the sheep and, and you hit on this one, but in verse nine, he, but you are a chosen people of Royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. And this picture of like, well, what is that? Like when I think of a priest or when I think of priesthood, like, what are you calling me to? And, and Hira was talking about this morning, this, this idea of a priest being a bridge between the people and God. And, and now we're all invited into that role of being a Royal priesthood of all being people who go out and create this bridge and opportunity for others to come to know the truth, to come to know Jesus as their Lord and savior and to move into this lifestyle that we're talking about. And so it's, this it's amazing how much they we can get crammed into one chapter but i see these pictures these images that trying to help us understand deep concepts of Mm -hmm. our journey of of growing in our salvation of moving into these things and and kind of what god intended of becoming a royal priesthood and becoming a chosen people with a destiny and a purpose here on earth so good and, you know, I just want to, like, clarify, too, like, you know, when we're called to be a priesthood, um, that we're not saying, like, oh, everyone, you got to be a pastor now because the Bible says it. No, that's not what this means. What this actually means is, like, um, you know, I think practical ways of, like, uh, is the Great Commission. You know, Jesus calls us to go out into the nations to make disciples. And um, and the reality is you can make disciples wherever you're at. If you're a manager of, at a, I don't know, at a shoe store, if you're working for an aerospace company, whatever the, the situation may be, um, you could lead those people that you, you work with um, by the way that you live your life. Like people will look at your life and they will demand an explanation of why you live your life a certain way. And that, and people um, will be drawn to that. Like, um and I've just like learned that. So, and I think one of the best ways to just grow in this in this gifting of like leading people to Jesus is definitely like I would even say it's like literally what we've been reading about being a servant of God. Well, where would you find God's people? Well, at a local church, right? Get plugged in, serving because even like even uh just serving at a local church, like uh if you serve in the connect tent of greeting people, like even there, like you're leading people because you're making people feel welcome so you're like Mm. being a bridge to other people to god so um yeah i love how i I just love how peter doesn't just calls us to be a church but he calls us to all be a priesthood like it's just it's so awesome the the actual verbiage um because in a way um god is inviting us to restore the world back to what it once was in creation and god wants to partner with us and um, not just save us, but he also wants to partner with us on mission. And, and that's just awesome. That's good. I think it's important to note that, you know, we're saying all these things and like, this is what Peter is teaching us. Like, this is how you do it. And this is how to take that next step. Yeah. And that's exactly what that is. It's the next step, right? Like yeah. obedience to Christ and following after, after him and, and, and true freedom that's experienced in that is a lifelong journey. And we even... Uh, understand that with what Peter says in verse two, he says like newborn babies crave spiritual milk so that it by, so that by it, you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you'd have, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. And I love that because it's such a declaration that we do start at a place where we're um, at a milk stage. We're craving that spiritual milk. And, you know, as new believers, we say, we, we, we desire it. We need it. it. It's how we are nurtured in that. And at the same time, it's what allows us to grow. And so keep coming back to scripture because those are the ways 
um, to be growing. Do it in community as well, because what Peter is explaining is actually what he went through himself. And I love that. I love that he shares from his personal experience of having spent this time with Jesus and now that he has ascended and we are, you know, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit dwells within him and how he's sharing that out loud uh, and, and through scripture and how we read it um, is such a testament to his own maturity and how he went from craving spiritual milk to now there's other parts in scripture where it talks about um, eating solid food and solid food is something you can do a little bit more on your own right if you think in the context of baby to toddler to teenager and and so on and so forth and so as an encouragement let this chapter and as you continue to journey through first Peter with us uh, be an encouragement that you know when you say yes to Jesus there is there is an opportunity to step into that obedience but it's lifelong there there isn't all of these things you got to know right away from the beginning you got to be able to do right away it, it's a lifelong journey that we get to do with Jesus and alongside Jesus um, and I think that's so powerful and how we can even understand scripture today so if there's any Anything to take away from what it is that we've talked about this morning, take away the fact that being a slave of Christ and understanding that word, although uncomfortable, coming back to the context of this scripture means that you're following after him, you're pursuing after him, you're submitting to him, and that's where true freedom comes from. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to Fusion Live. If you are interested in getting connected with us, follow us on Instagram at CAFusion and DM us with any questions or Zoom information.